Hey you, yee you, click the subscribe button. You are listening to the Ill-Advised Wise Guys podcast starring Uche and QDZ. Yo, 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 yo. We are the Ill-Advised Wise Guys. It's your boy Uche. I got my boy QDZ. Bashizi is way too easy. Call me Jacuzzi Q. That's the new name. Bow. 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 <laughs> uh, hey, hey, we, we don't promote gun violence. Only, only in, you know, imaginary songs. That's all. Bow. Uh, this is episode 85. 85. No, 80. sorry. 86. 86. 86. 86. We, we're, we, we're having so many episodes. I just, I completely forgot. Yeah, man. We, we officially we officially have more episodes than in the house. <laughs> in the, <laughs> yo, what, what, kind of, what kind of show do we want to be? Do we want to do we want to be a show like Futurama or do we want to be a show like The Simpsons that's still coming on? Like how many episodes are we striving to get to, man? How many? Definitely, not, run, definitely not The Simpsons. The Sim, I, I don't understand how The Simpsons is still on they're airing new episode new mm-hmm. episodes in 2020 mm-hmm. come on man that's that's the show should have been long canceled i'll say right now if we end up going that long um trust me we, we would have had we would have made this this show a day job at that point you know what i'm saying oh hell yeah we, i mean we, bro, would, we would be properly was, compensated by by the people and, 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 and the powers that be we would be very old talking about Louis vert actually Louis vert probably won't even be popular it would be <laughs> Stormy or something like that we'll be talking about. And I, I will be I'm going to retire when we have to start talking about these people's young toddlers. <laughs> like, when imagine we start if imagine our topics with freaking blue ivy. I'm like, okay. Bro, next. bro, bro. Yeah. Imagine us having a, a segment where we're discussing a new album from Uzi's son. He's, oh <laughs> like his father. His father was a very uh, <laughs> revolutionary. His father very was an exceptional. It was an exceptional uh, young rapper, and he went by the name Lil Uzi, Lil Uzi Ooh. And uh, yeah, his son, yo, his son, his son's name. <laughs> he might have, yo, instead of Lil, you know how they they took Lil Wayne and the, the Lil for every name. Who who is going to be the next person to establish? The next wave of you know what I'm saying the next wave. Oh, uh, is it is it gonna be? Is it the baby? Like is it is it little baby? I mean, little little baby took little. So is it the baby part? Like baby Keem? Uh, there's some people that started that wave. You know what I'm saying? It could be. Is that yeah. the next one? Yeah, could be, could be, or you know, it could be something like Junior. Nobody's using Junior. You mean like the the the, the letters Jr. Right? Yeah, Jr. Yeah, Junior. Junior Shatter. <laughs> nah, that's trash. That's trash. <laughs> let's, let's get let's let's start the damn show. Uh, but before we do, do we have any announcements? Do we have any announcements? You know, I want to I want to I want to turn this into like a church section. You know how they they make the announcements at church before they get into the sermon. You know the what I mean? Only reason I, the only reason I like those announcements was because I knew church was close to being over. Oh my God. You too? On, like, oh, it's done. Yes. Woo. You got to sing that last hymn. 
I'd be oh, sitting that last him happy as hell. <laughs> or him. No, that's true. No, that's that's actually true, man. Yo, anybody that's been to. Oh, I went to a. I grew up. I I went to a uh, historically white church. Uh, oh my so, god! I'm uh, sure you're proud to admit that. So uh, you know, <laughs> some interesting, uh, uh, interesting songs. You know, songs from the 1800s by uh, Socrates probably created it. Yo, you bring you bring up a good topic though, man. That's really off the cuff, man. Because you're right. That like. When you go through church and there's like little spurts, you know, they, they sing hymns all throughout. Listen, nobody's singing all of the hymns with all of their might. You know what I'm saying? Like there's some you take a you take a little you take a little time out. You take time off. You know, you open in the book, but you're not really singing, singing. So, some exactly. Some, some you, you you take a little day off. It's like a little little day off, like a little breather. You know, exactly. like yeah, oh, man. man. How tight, yo, yo. I know you felt like you was the man when you were the one that was leading the book. Oh, <laughs> man. You were the one that was like, all right, I got the book. I got the lead. All right, I'm going to change it at the right time. All right, y'all, y'all done. Yeah, y'all, y'all done. All right, yeah. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I changed it right when the melody changed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but you got to be an expert. You can't be an amateur and be doing that. That takes time. And, and skill to be able to flip that page like that. Yeah, page. So, so gracefully. Oh, that felt so damn good when you got it right. Ooh. Hell yeah, man. I don't know how this turned into a, a, a reminiscing of church, but hey, man. You can always I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of people can relate, man. I'm sure a lot of people can relate. Always um, I say we start the show, man. Shall we? Well, probably. Let's get into that, man. How about we start the show and we get into... Um, the unfortunate situation that unfolded in um, in 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 Atlanta between you know young rappers um, by the name of King Bond and um, I'm trying not to throw this other name in here because I don't know I don't even know if it's confirmed or not but um they say Quando Rondo's crew is the people that were the posers you know what I'm saying with that whole tragic situation that ended up in King Bond and two other guys who were in King Bond's crew uh getting murdered so yeah man i you notice how my tone really changed with this topic because i'm trying to be very delicate and i'm trying to be very respectful because not only uh is it becoming a trend in hip-hop um you know it's it's just unfortunate, man. We're losing we're losing rappers at a pace in which is should be uncomfortable for people. It should, and and to me, I'll be honest, like it it's becoming too normal. It, it's like I'm starting to be just just get numb to it, and and I and I think me I, I know I'm not the only person who feels like that, but I can honestly say that like the fact that it's become normal is letting me know that this is happening way too frequently, and something needs to be done, man. So rather than talk about obvious, you know, the obvious murder and the senseless violence, senseless conflicts that these black men are having, man, what can we do to solve this? Like what, what can we do as a community to actually bring proper change, right? To change this. Is this something that we can do or is this something that they, they, the artists, they, the rappers, the people that's living that life need to change? I mean, what do you think, man? Well, um, you know, 
the the streets the streets the street life i think is is one that is is cruel you know when you when you're in the streets i I used to always talk about it all the time like it's unfortunate a lot of the rappers that uh have died have died in their own hometown have been gunned down by their own you know people i think about like um you know like chinks that was another tragic death um and a lot of times oh nipsey hustle too obviously uh it's like uh you give back to the streets you come back to the streets and a lot of times the streets don't you know treat you the way that they should be treating you like giving thanks to what you've done and i think the more and more rappers are living by these street rules living in the streets that they probably no longer believe they, they no longer should be following like those rules i mean i get it i get it it's ingrained in you but the if you could just find a way to just get out of that life like get out of it then i think that can solve a lot of stuff because you know for me what 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 ensued in that situation from what i know what allegedly happened uh it looked like it was a fight that that unfortunately just turned deadly um you know fights happen differences happen but you know when it gets to that gunfire it's to me it's just like man it it, it just did not have to happen and that, that to me is what i always go back to this did not have to happen did not have to go down like that but unfortunately it did i as you can tell i'm trying to you know <laughs> toe that line just like you did just because i think it's such a delicate situation and to be honest with you it's a situation that you know i can't really speak much on because at the end of the day it's between the two parties um or, or all the parties involved and you know whatever their beef was i have no clue but all I know is, you know, it was just a situation that's unfortunate and just did not have to happen. Man, that's that's to me, I would say, first off, well stated, well, well said, you know. I'm I'm tired of this, man. I'll be honest. As a as a consumer, as a as a as a um as a now commentator on on the on the culture, as somebody who, you know, we both, me, you and I, we cover the art side of what essentially is the street life that these guys come up, you know, under and they and they live out in their raps. And while, you know, we we don't do enough, I think, paying attention to how much these guys are glorifying it sometimes. Um, and, and, and a lot of them are not glorifying it. They're just kind of just telling their, they're living their truth, talking about the experiences. So I don't want to make it seem like all of them are glorifying that life. But I will say we, I feel like we as a consumer base, we as the listeners, we have a responsibility to change the narrative on how the, the, the music itself is becoming a reality for a lot of these dudes, you know, I mean, they, they say it all the time, art imitates life. Um, and sometimes they say life imitates art. It kind of just depends on how you look at it. You know what I'm saying? So without getting too cheesy on that side, like, I, I just want to say, man, rest in peace to King Von, man. I know, I know King Von was about to blow. Like I could just feel it. 
Um, he had a couple songs that was starting to really hit. And this this debut album of his, Welcome to Oblock, was, um, you know, even before he passed, was doing pretty well. Like, you know, he, as a matter of fact, he passed the week the album came out. Two yeah. days after, was it not? He passed. I it might have been the day after. A week after it came out. About was it a week after? Okay, I don't know. A week okay. after it came out. Um, yeah, welcome to Old Block. It was, I think it did like 25K in the first week, you know? And, and unfortunately, and we got to stop this shit too. The albums do even more numbers when the people die. Like, I understand people flock to the, the name and they, they just, maybe a lot of people just found out who he is, but like, yo, we got to stop. We got to stop. We got... <laughs> We got to stop showing love after people die. Like, I, I understand it. People, you know, stream the guy's music, you know, buy his merch, show love and support. But a lot of these dudes, like, for example, Pop Smoke. Pop Smoke is another guy who senseless, senselessly got uh, murdered. Um, and his, his album is still streaming heavily. I personally don't know whether or not his album would have been received at the same level that it is now if he was not murdered and he was still here. I, I do believe the music was really good, but it's hard to it's, it's hard for me to tell. Some of these dudes have yet to reach their potential. Pop Smoke never reached his potential. King Von never even really got a national mainstream look. Juice World was the only guy to me who died and, and maybe XXX Tentacion as well, who kind of saw the love before, that, before they actually you know, reached their untimely death. But it's just it leaves a sour taste in my mouth, man. When when the when the numbers are doing better, um, well, the, the, after they pass, I, I be I be feeling some type of way about that. You know, the thing the thing that's interesting is you know, I'm not used to seeing the person just so close to right before they die. Right, like mm-hmm. back in the day, um, we didn't have the internet, uh, or or the internet wasn't utilized as much, like. Twitter, Instagram and stuff was not around. Academics was not around. YouTube videos were not around. So you, a lot of times can go a couple of weeks, a couple of days without seeing this person. We saw King Von two days before, like on Academics, uh, yeah. did a video. we saw him two days before. We listened to an album by him just a week ago. Uh, Pop Smoke, same thing. Pop Smoke's album just released like the week before he got shot. Um, yeah, man. You know, so because we're so up close and personal with the people, it makes it even more difficult to process because you're like, I just saw this person. Same thing with Nipsey Hussle. Like, I remember seeing Nipsey Hussle at a, a NCAA tournament game just like the day before. Um, you know, it, it's just, it's, to me, it's hard to deal with. I mean, even, even on, outside of music, Kobe Bryant, like literally... Yeah before Kobe Bryant died, uh, LeBron James just passed him on the uh, all-time scoring list. He tweeted out the last tweet Kobe Bryant ever had was congratulating LeBron James. Like, and the next morning he was gone. Like, to me, that up close and personal, uh, you know, we, we all love it. We all love it because we get to really know who our artists, our favorite artists are, our favorite uh, sports folks are. But at the same time, it comes with this grain of salt where um, uh, a lot of times them passing away just uh, comes out of left field for you. Yeah. Um, and I know what some people are going to say, you know, 
Um, well, King Von lived that life, so you shouldn't be surprised. You know, um, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there, and I understand that that notion. I I, I get it. You know what I'm saying? And but but I think anytime somebody dies, especially somebody who's promising, promised, um, sorry, who has a promising career, um, it should be noted. And again, we cannot act like this is normal. Like I, I gotta keep stressing that, man. Like we have to we have to do better as a community. I ain't gonna lie. I agree. I did like it. What happened that night should not have happened. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know, man. Maybe that's enough. Shit, shit. I don't even know if we could should keep speaking on this because uh, yeah, I'm starting <laughs> to get sad. Yeah. Anyway, uh, shall we move on, man? I believe so. Man, let's lighten it up a bit. Next topic that we're gonna talk about is Pluto times baby Pluto. Uh, as you guys may know, Lil Uzi Vert and Future just dropped a new album. Uh, what do you think about this joint? I, mm. I, from from my 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 reliable sources tell me we differ we differ in opinions on this one. I've heard that from a very reliable source. Sorry, my bad. Um, <laughs> I just got a call. What did you say? <laughs> I didn't even hear you. What was the last thing you said, bro? I said, uh, reliable sources tell me that we differ on how we feel about this. <laughs> this uh, your, your sources. Texting, texting and tweeting and people while a damn show is going on. Are you crazy? No, nah, yo, I got, a, I got a phone call, man. Listen, shout out to uh, my now fiance who got me these headphones that are able to connect to multiple devices oh, at a at a time. So yeah, so like what had happened was I got a phone call and anyway, you guys you guys get catch my drift. He's engaged. Yeah. See how he just kind of like he's just, yeah, he's a, just so like, I smooth that one I smooth that one yeah, in there. You saw that? Beyonce, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a big deal. Good look, congratulations to this guy. This guy's engaged yeah. throughout the game. Yeah, yeah. I saw you said you're you're in the rafters now, like with yeah, the dog. My, my my jersey my jersey resides in the Raptors, bro. Like it's, it's there. I hung it up. I'm retired. Hey, that means you can't talk about Summer Walker no more. Leave Summer Walker alone. That is not true. I can talk about <laughs> whoever I would like to. I just have to do it respectfully. Um, and when she's not in the room, when she's in the room, I gotta you know, I gotta act like she's not there. You know, I gotta act like Summer Walker doesn't exist. <laughs> and Melly, throw Melly in there too. <laughs> oh yeah, Melly, that's true. Melly, Danny Lee, the whole gang. Hey, uh, hey, hey! Yeah, let's. I'm digressing. I'm digressing. I, I will cue the congratulate congratulatory uh, noise for my uh, my engagement and whatnot. But uh, yeah, shout out to everybody that showed love and support, man. Um, you know, what's all the cheesy stuff that people say? I couldn't be here without y'all. Oh, gee. Oh, gee. Oh, you, know how, you know how people oh, do. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh my, oh my god. Gosh. Oh my god. Let's uh so where were we? Future and uh Uzi dropped the project. So okay, so here we go. So I believe that uh number one, this was a hell this was a huge release, right? Like these two dudes, I like before I even get into the actual the actual music and how it sounded, I do want to acknowledge that. This type of release is massive. Like we, I can't even understate that. These are two giants in in, in hip hop. Uh, Future being one that's been here for how, however, what ten years, damn near. Um, Uzi is like the the king of the new school. Um, 
And so these dudes coming together is a moment for hip hop, for real, for real. So let me put that aside. Um, the music itself, I thought was was pretty good. It was pretty good. I don't want to act. I don't want to sit here and act like I was impressed. Like I, like I was just jumping for joy for the music that was on this project because I wasn't. Um, and I'm sure you're going to elaborate on why you felt that way. But um, it had a couple of joints that I really, really liked. Um, and, and by the way, this is a, a long ass album, which you know we 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 get into that a lot. And 16 songs should not be a lot, but I don't know. It felt like it was about 25 songs. <laughs> like I had a hard time going through this whole album and and not pausing and being like, wait, where am I in this album? Am I even halfway yet? I, it was hard. But anyway, um, million dollar play. It's up there. It's one of my favorite songs on the project because. I think what what these two dudes do well is they bring the energy. They they talk that 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 fly trendy shit that everybody loves to hear. Uzi is Uzi. He's a star, superstar. Um, I love the energy and in, in the in the synergy that these two dudes had on some of these songs. Some of them. Million Dollar Play is one. Uh, that's it. Was really really good. Um, I even like the song that, um, and we talked about it a little bit yesterday, Rockstar Chains. Dope ass song by Future. Like, I really enjoyed that song a lot. Uh, and Future, uh, yo, have you noticed that anytime Future does a collab tape with someone, right? He's done one with Drake, he's done one with Juice World, now he's done one with Uzi. He may have another that I'm mistaking off the, uh, or forgetting off the top, but um, he usually just comes through with like a solo joint on that, on that album that's like really, really damn good. On the What a Time to Be Alive, that song Jersey, I really like that song. That that's one of them drugs that always stuck with me. Um, and I can't remember the one off the, the one with Juice World, but anyway, Future usually delivers on his solo efforts when he's making collab tapes. Uh, but going back to the album, I like what Uzi did on Lullaby, rapping wise. The song overall wasn't even really that good. Eh. Uh, and then Moment of Clarity to to end the album off is is another joint that I really like. To me, man, overall, you kind of talked me off of a ledge yesterday because you brought up a good point, which I think you're going to touch on, which is, you know, we're not really hearing this music while we're outside. So it, 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 changes, the, it changes the feeling of the, of the music. So without making your point, I'm going to stop talking because overall, I think the album is decent. Like, I'm not about to sit here and crown it. I'm not about to sit here and act like because of the because the two names are, are this massive, I'm just supposed to automatically think it's amazing. I don't feel that way about this project. I think it was all right. It was all right. Definitely not bad. So if anybody tells you I think it's bad, they're, they're a liar. I think it's an average project to, to, to good maybe. And, you know, it, and it may grow on me, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. What are your thoughts, sir? You are a foolish fool. Respectfully, your favorite word. Respectfully, you are a foolish fool. Um, you know. Hey, hey, you—you you lucky we're not in the same room. I—I I, might have did something to you. Yeah, yeah. Dis, dis, I might have disrespectfully did something to you, but you, you know, ain't about to run the block. But whatever they <laughs> run, run, run the block, run black the block. I don't know what they say. I don't know what the uh, hell you're talking about. So uh, leave that to the street people. I will. Streets. You're not in the streets, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave it to the trenches, the traps, the bandos in the streets. But uh, uh, here's, here's the thing. Like, 
I get I get where you're coming from, but I don't care. Um, right now, I I think Lil Uzi Vert is arguably the best artist in the game right now. Point blank, period. I don't think people are making that level of quality when it comes to trap music. Uh, with that being said, or whatever the hell music you want to call Lil Uzi Vert's music, he is on another level. And to me, Future is a very high quality trap artist too. These two are the two like highest quality trap artists in the game right now. If you want to call Lil Uzi Vert's music trap music, like I said. Uh, them coming together for this Pluto times Baby Pluto album was legendary. And the music that they were able to come up with was damn dare legendary to me. Like, it is so high quality. It is so next level. And if you want to, if you really want to break it down, break it down music wise, production was next level. Melodies were next level. The topics that they talked about and how they talked about those topics on the album, next level. Um, you know, there's something called a fearless artist, right? Lil Uzi Vert is fearless and then some. Future is fearless and then some. Future, future is down to talk about whatever. Future is down to talk about drugs, women, women that are that have drugs in their blood. Like it doesn't matter. He's down to talk about it. And then two together, two fearless artists coming together, delivered on this project. Now, in my opinion, what makes this project such a good project is Lil Uzi Vert. Uh, I will say something that you mentioned earlier. Uh, it was shocking that the two solo songs, one that Future had, one Lil Uzi Vert had, Future actually beat Lil Uzi Vert's solo effort. I did not see that coming. Um, and, you know, the chemistry on the album is so good. They do a good job of not stepping on each other's toes, but then at the same time, they do a good job of like just hyping each other up and just like picking up on topics. Like to me, if you forget like, you know, how enjoyable the music is, forget, forget that. Pay attention to how everything they did on the album was put together and the completeness of the body of work that that album is. It is high quality music. It really is. It's high quality music. I'm just going to be honest with you. Look, man, um, you know, we, we said this earlier, let's not make the show a three hour show. So I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give you my full thoughts. We'll, we'll handle that off camera and maybe on social media, we'll see. Cool, I thoughts, just wanna... are, thoughts or thoughts? Keep the thoughts, man. I said, we'll, I said we'll, we'll handle the thoughts later, okay? Thoughts, let's uh, handle them later, you know? Okay. Um, but no, seriously, yo, man, I'm saying this respectfully. Don't be like these people out here that just like being a hype beast. This is this this moment between these two dudes is perfect hype beast material. This is what this is what people live for. Oh my god! Like you know who I, I saw uh and I saw a uh, double XL right, um you know because I was listening to the album when it dropped. I was on Twitter, you know what I'm saying, just seeing what people were saying. 
And um, just Double XL was just tweeting all throughout the album. You know, they were they were giving their thoughts. I don't know who was behind the the the, the actual account, but they were like, "Oh, this song, oh, this song is fire." Such and such was sliding on this song. I'm like, okay, that's tight. I like what they're doing. You know, and by the, by the way, Raiders Game should do that too. I just just a that that was a dope a dope idea. But what I, all I'm saying is. I'm knocking not necessarily what they were, um, sorry, the, the the spirit behind it, but more so what they were saying about the album. You use the word legendary, mute. I, I would not use the word legendary to describe the music on this project. I would use the word legendary to describe the moment. Like the moment is legendary. The music itself is not legendary. And I'm not throwing that word around for, what, for the music that was on this album. Don't be a hype beast like these people out here. I'm telling you, we're not gonna remember this project, bruh. I'm telling you, we're not gonna remember it in a week or two. And I, and that doesn't mean the music is, is bad. I'm just saying it's not as great as people are making it seem. That's all I gotta say. That's I vehemently disagree with you. And that's cool. And it's okay. And that's the beauty of this show and life too. That is true. Let's, let's move on. Cause I think we got somebody else who you're probably going to trash. And uh, I, I might be <laughs> right in line with you, but we'll see. Let's see what the sources say. Uh, Nav, Mr. Mr. Nav Brown Boy himself dropped a new project called Emergency Tsunami. Woo, I, I don't know what any of that means. I don't know why he called it Emergency Tsunami. Um, cool album cover though, I'll give him that. Um, <laughs> What do you think about this album, man? Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? <laughs> because I because I'm looking. No, I'm look. I'm looking at the. I'm actually. You can't see what I'm looking at. I'm, I was looking at the the title, the the songs on the album, and thinking to myself, why did this album come out? Like, what was the point of this album? But go, but but I want to know what you. I want to know what you think. Well, there was two I things. My thoughts. There's two things that uh, you didn't mention, which is okay. Okay. Uh, it's actually Nav and Weezy's album, Emergency Tsunami. Okay. Nav and Weezy, number one. Number two, Fair enough. it is a surprise album. So, like, it just kind of came out of nowhere. Um, I, it wasn't something that was on anybody's, like, upcoming album releases uh, list. Yep. Um, and the reason I brought those two things up is because uh, as, as uh, solid of a performance that Nav puts up on, on the album, I think Weezy is the star of the show. There's not many people uh, that uh, are as good as Metro Boomin or have put up performances as good as Metro Boomin has been putting up these last couple of years. I'm here to tell you the performance that Weezy puts up on Emergency Tsunami is Metro Boomin-like. Um, he takes trap beats and just makes them more cinematic sounding. He makes them more uh, explosive more action-packed like he really showed his ass out like i give him an a for the beats on that album and i didn't know i never knew wheezy was this good I, I i like his beats but i didn't i a lot of his beats i thought sounded the same because i'm i'm like you know every time nav or young thug or gonna call on wheezy doesn't always sound like uh doesn't always sound like uh hot <laughs> once you hear like wheezy did the beat it's like this sounds like hot but um I, I thought he really showed his versatility on uh, Emergency Tsunami. Now, what I'm hearing, what the streets and the streets are saying is that Nav put up a really good performance on this album. So I think 
Nav did solid. I mean, he's he's talking about the same stuff he always talks about, right? Like shooting people and uh, I got money and I treat women like they uh, they don't deserve anything nice in the world. Like he 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 does what he usually does lyrically. But <laughs> like then people think he doesn't deserve anything nice in the world. <laughs> but okay. what the streets are really really saying is that Nav's flows on the album were amazing. I don't see that. I mean, I, I get I get that he had solid flows, but there was nothing different than what I've seen him do on his other albums. But here's the thing, here's the last thing I'm gonna say before mm -hmm. I pass it to you. Can we please, I, I like Nav. I think Nav is a very talented musician, but I think we're starting to grade Nav based off of the improvements he has made as an artist from these last couple of albums. I think people are giving him credit because he has improved. And I've always said that. I said he's improved as an artist each album. He's getting better, but he's nowhere near to me a good rapper. Can we stop giving him praise he doesn't deserve? I like what he did on Emergency Tsunami, but he has a way to go as an artist before you can start saying like, he's good, stop. He did solid on it. He did, I, I, I can even argue with you that he did slightly above average on the, on the album. Wheezy was the star of the show. I give Nav his props for, you know, doing what he usually does on stuff. Carry on. Well, you know, you said something, and, and I'll pick it up from here, where you said something kind of interesting to me. Um, like you said, uh, um, you were talking about how his flow, people were congratulating him for his flows and whatnot. Um, I'm here to tell you, I don't agree with you, man, about, I don't agree with you that Nav is not a good rapper. Nav is pretty good. Like I would, I would actually call Nav a good rapper. I think the problem with Nav is not his rapping itself, not the words he's putting together, not the flows. It's his voice, bruh. It's his voice. It's, 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 the, it's, no, it's the same thing people knock uh, Big Sean for. By the way, I'm not comparing them in terms of ability. I'm talking about the annoyingness of voices and how it can actually impact. Jesus Christ, Afnazi, you almost I, did. And I, I, I almost- Come on, relax. Show. You, re 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 relax, I, relax. What, how dare you interrupt me after I was very clear. I was, I was extremely clear on, on, <laughs> on the point I make, because I, I know it's a slippery slope, but I, I, I danced, I think, properly. But anyway, um, yeah, man, voice, voices, it means a lot. You know, delivery means a lot. You know, I think delivery separates somebody like a St. John, right? St. John is the king of delivery, right? In 2020, like he has the tone. He has the tone where he can say anything, and that shit will sound amazing because his tone sounds appealing. You know what I'm saying? So, but with that, what, 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 let hold, me say something. Go ahead, man. Make this good, man. Make this good. You interrupted me twice. But, okay. Sorry, sorry, but, 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 <laughs> Nav, so you don't think his lyrics are basic? His lyrics look, are look, beyond look, basic. Look, look, look. You man. don't think that. I think, like, I think that Nav, I think that Nav is a very, I think the stuff he talks about is extremely. Like, I don't care about the shit he talks about. That's not shit that, like, I care about ever. I, don't, I get nothing out of listening to Nav, personally. But if we're talking about content, 
I, I get nothing out of talk listening to Gunna, like in terms of the content itself. But I like Gunna's music because of his tone. Like, for example, on the song, uh uh with Gunna, shit. Which I, by the way, that's one of the best songs on the album. Uh the joint called Young Wheezy. Gunna was gonna destroy in a great way that song. He fucked that song up, and again, in a good way. It's like it's kind of like when people say, Oh, that girl's bad, but it really means good. Anyway, you guys catch my joke. The point is, Gunna is the epitome of somebody who has style and delivery. He can he can deliver the actual line. I don't care about what he's talking about. It sounds good. Nav doesn't sound good, tone-wise. And I think that's what people like you have a problem with, with him. But in terms of his rapping, I don't think it's that bad. But that's I don't think a part it's, of the package. I don't think, the rapper, that's a part of the pack, how you sound. It's, like, it's you a can't, part, you it's can't a, sound like a robot. A robot that talks about the same thing and say he's he's a good rapper. That doesn't make sense. He sounds like a I, robot. I didn't say Nav is good. Let me be very clear. I think Nav is a decent rapper. He's not bad. He's definitely not bad. He's not bad. But I understand why you would say he's bad. I get it. But going back to what I was saying about the album, um, you're right, man. The the star of the show is Wheezy, you know. And and I and, and what's funny to me is um it's I, I thought. Weezy was getting it, he was moving into a lane where he was trying to become like a, and I still think this, um, trying to become like a, a Metro Boomin, you know, and, and kind of be at the forefront of the music videos and, 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 and really be marketed properly as a producer. And, and when you said the whole album was done by, by Weezy, I think everybody knows that that's familiar with Weezy's sound, but I didn't see his name listed as an as a artist, you know what I'm saying? Like his name's not really over, it's not really propped up on right you know what I'm saying? Right beside Nas. I don't know. I think everybody knows again that the album was produced by Weezy, but besides that point, the the music itself just sounded very gunna, young thuggish. Like I think musically speaking, you know, it was it was interesting to see Nav jump into Gunna and that whole YSL um slimy type music, whatever that, whatever that means. Y'all know what I'm talking about. It was interesting to see him throughout an entire project go into that lane. I didn't really like it. I'll, I'll first listen, to be honest with you, but it's kind of getting better. I heard it again. It got a little bit better. I'm not really a fan of Nav getting into this lane, but overall, to be honest with you, the music is not bad. The album is not bad. It's not. It's not a bad album. Go and knock Nav for his um his answer machine voice. I get it. I get it. I don't think it's that bad, though. I don't think it's that I, bad. I will never understand the appeal of Nav. I'm just, I'm just going to be honest. And it, this is no knock on. Like, some people are not going to understand the appeal of us. You know, some people are not going to understand. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's all subjective, of, bro. Of whatever. Bro, it's I subjective. Will, I, I really, as a hip-hop person, somebody who's been listening to hip-hop music since uh, I was 9, 10, I've seen the Puff Daddies, the Master P's of the world, everybody. I do not understand the appeal of Nav and why people, why he's such that big of an artist. I don't understand <laughs> it. I didn't say that it, it he shouldn't be, but mm. like, I really do think that he is a very overrated rapper, but that's just my opinion. It's just my opinion and I don't get it. I'm just being well, honest. look, well, look, I mean- His music you- is beyond basic. It's just, I think if we did not, if he wasn't coming from such a, a unique standpoint, like a, a brown boy in um, mm-hmm. self, self-proclaimed self brown boy, which he's yeah. an Indian guy, um, an Indian rapper, 
I think that I don't think he would be as big as he is. That's just my personal opinion. Because well, I mean, is beyond basic. He, he's well, I mean, the, the thing is, we will we will never we will never know. Um, so that's hypothetical. But I mean, I understand your point. I understand your point. And, this is, and like I said, it's no I get it. I get it. Nav. It's no knock on Nav. He's doing his thing. I, I I like what he's doing. But that's what I hear. I, I just tell you what I hear is just really basic trap music. Bro, you you just don't like his voice, man. Just 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 stick at that. It's cool. You don't have to like everybody's sound. But I'm telling you right now, content wise, flow wise, the shit like how he delivers the bars, it's no different from what every these other niggas. I know that. Doing. I know it's no different. I know. So but- so, so what I'm saying. So when you so when you attack Nev, make sure you bring that point up when you start talking about all these other people that you, no, but, that you but may like. Gonna- I'm just saying. Content not Gunner. I'm not talking about Gunner. I ain't talking about Gunner. I don't know. Because I, I think Gunner's style is Gunner's style is what is his superpower. Like his style, his delivery is just infectious. Okay. But let me ask you something. Yeah. So let me ask you something. So okay, yeah. see what you're saying. But yeah. he's Nav. A lot of people do what Nav does, but Nav is at the bottom of the barrel of what every like Young Thug does. Nav, whatever Nav is doing, better than than him. Gunner does it better than him. Uh, Travis well, who, Scott. Well, 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 who would you? Lane, yeah, did, I was about to say. I was about to say. So, who would you say is in? So, who would you say is in Nav's? Um, not his. Who would you say is actually on Nav's level? And and and, and I don't. I'm not putting Young Thug on that. Young Thug is not I mean, on. If you're talking no. popularity, or you're talking about like style, I'm talking about uh, both, both style and popularity. If you're talking, if, Gunna maybe like. Gonna, but the thing is, to me, Gunna is way better, a way better rapper. Not in terms of like just the whole package, than mm-hmm. that. Like the package of Gunna, like Gunna actually is he's dope. Like he's unique. Like the thing is, Nav has, Nav has the talent to be somebody that is unique, but he chooses to dumb down his sound. So much, and I, I'm somebody so, that loved his first album. I was like, This yeah. is unique, I've never it heard music like this. First and album was he, great, he's literally dumbing down his sound and getting more popular. So, so to how me, about this? How, how about this? I'm in Spotify, and, and I'll move on right after this. I'm in Spotify's, you know, how they have like the fans also like section, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they compare the artist to whoever, whoever's on their level or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, in his in fans, also like, we got Don Tolliver. We got Gunna, Lil Yachty, Kodak Black, Flip De Niro, YB in the Mirror, Rich the Kid, Famous Dex, Playboy Cardi, Twenty One Savage, Lil Tecca. I mean, the list goes on. Those are just some of the some of the ideas of people who, right, may be on his level or people are also listening to. He's about middle. He's a, he's about he's at, at the he's at the back of the class. Thank He's you. at the back of the class. In that, he, but, 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 I, but I will, but I will, I will say, in my opinion, he's better than some of the dudes on this list. To me, he's better man. than he's better than Flip De Niro. To me, he's better than eh, arguable, arguable. Better than famous. It's Flip not arguable. Not to me. Arguable. It's arguable. Not not to me. He's more popular than Flip De Niro. No, I'm talking about better. But Flip better, De- arguable. Bro, you you've heard a whole project from Nav that you said you really thought was great. When have you heard a whole project from Flip the Narrow that you even, even I said cared about? As a rapper, as a rapper, like, I know exactly. That's what we're talking as about. As the rapper, I, I I did Nav's projects. Like I've I've never listen. I never <laughs> considered Nav a good rapper. 
But the thing is, when he dropped his first album, he was at least unique. If you're not going to be good, at least be unique in some type of way, right? Like and Rich the Kid, right? Rich the Kid is to me not necessarily a good rapper. Rich the Kid is a bad rapper, in my humbling opinion. He's awful. But he's unique. So that's what at least makes me want to listen to Rich the Kid because he's actually unique. I've, I've not heard a rapper like that. Nav is no longer unique to me. Look, look, look. I'm going to end it off like this. <laughs> How is sounding like an answer machine not unique? Nobody's doing that. Huh? Eh? Answer eh? machines are doing it. <laughs> yeah. So you say, who do you want to compare him to? Panasonic. <laughs> you compare him to Panasonic. Similar artists. Panasonic, Sony, answer machines. He sounds like Dynex. He sounds like Sony. Yo, they still make answer machines? Come on, in 2020? That's actually a good question. <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, all right, man. Let's, let's move on, man. Let's move all on. All right. Next topic. Let's talk about uh, a news story that broke out. Uh, Kendrick Lamar's engineer, mixed by Ali, said that he has six albums worth of music. He also said that uh, what... Kendrick Lamar, his leftover, if you want to call it leftovers or unreleased stuff, is better than a lot of people's uh, regular music. So what does that tell you about Kendrick Lamar uh, and uh, his future? Yeah, that's, that's an interesting story, man. Um, uh, what does it tell me about his future? Well, what it tells me is that uh, I feel like Kendrick, number one, is a very meticulous artist who... He's probably his biggest critic. You know, I, I could see Kendrick being his own biggest critic. It is very similar to a, how I feel about a lot of dudes in TDE. It, I mean, think about it like this. Think about Absol, for example, right? And I'll just talk about him and then I'll jump right back to Kendrick. Absol to me is a incredible rapper to me. It's my humbling opinion. He's an incredible rapper. However, you rarely hear new music dropping from Absol, if ever. And um, it was reported that he's he has that exact anxiety that a lot of artists have. Like they they get stuck in this demo mode where they they, they just put out whole, they they make a whole bunch of music, but they don't really feel like it's good enough to release. They're their own biggest big, biggest critic, and I feel like Kendrick may be that type of artist. And look, man, shit, if we ever, if we ever get those six albums worth of music, I think the fans, I think everybody will be ecstatic. Um, but I think where Kendrick is ascending to in his uh, in his legacy, because, you know, when we start talking about Kendrick, Cole, the dudes who came out about 10 years ago, they they are they are becoming legacy driven artists. Right. Like you can't just put out anything. You just can't. Um, and shout out to people like Drake, who, um, you know, it doesn't feel like he's afraid to really get on people's stuff. You know, and and I say afraid loosely because, you know, Drake has been featured on how many songs over the last couple of years? I really feel like that's how he's been able to stay afloat. And he's putting out daring album titles like like Certified Lover Boy. Like what? Like this is the type of album title to me that some people might be like, oh, man, Drake is falling off. Look at Drake. I, but I think. I think I think there's a such thing as a legacy play. And I think when it comes to Kendrick Lamar, 
You know, I, I wish we would be, I wish we would get new music from Kendrick, man. We need to hear from Kendrick at, at times like this, you know, the pandemic. I feel like Kendrick will be able to craft um, a masterful, masterfully concept, concepted uh, album. You know what I'm saying? Um, look at what he did on To Pimple Butterfly, man. Come on. I mean, that album still resonates to, to today. I mean, it, it resonates to the Black struggle. It resonates to people who are uh, just uh, impoverished. It resonates for a lot of people. And it resonates for people in 2020 during a pandemic year uh, where people are losing their jobs, people are losing their lives. A lot of crazy stuff is happening in the world. So I'll tell you this. I want new music from Kendrick. <laughs> like, I, I'm, not, I'm not dying for new music from Kendrick, but... I will be the first person to press play when a Kendrick album is announced and drops. I'm telling you right now. I think, I think he's cooking up something special. I, I really feel that way. Um, and actually, before you go, it was actually reported that if it wasn't for the pandemic, he was, he was planning to drop an album this year. But the pandemic kind of halted those, those, um, those plans. So, um, yeah, man, we'll see when we actually get new music from him. But um, shit, if, if if his engineer is telling the truth, which he has no reason to lie, bro, we're in we're in for a <laughs> for a fucking treat. <laughs> Let's just put it like that. We're in for a treat when we actually get new music from him. What, what do you think, man? Uh, you know, um, I'm gonna play devil's advocate in the opposite. Which is isn't it funny that I don't I don't think anybody talks about like the opposite advocate. <laughs> Does anybody say, "Hey, uh, I'm going to play God's advocate" or something? You mean the, the angels, um, the angels, yeah. God's, or the angels' advocate? Angels' advocate. That's tight, right? Ain't that tight? No, and, and that's the episodes. That's the episode title. I like that. There you go, angels' advocate. So, um, here's the thing: like, there's still beauty in an artist dropping music when they feel like it's the right time to drop music. There's still beauty in that. I think Kendrick Lamar is somebody that does that. Actually, quite frankly, uh, the whole TDE does that, right? SZA doesn't drop until it feels right. Schoolboy Q doesn't drop until it feels right. Like you said, Absol doesn't drop. Even Reason, even people that uh, a lot of people may not know, he doesn't drop until it feels right. That's what it feels like. But what's, what's interesting is what I would want is in between, like I would like to see more Kendrick features. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I would like to see more Schoolboy Q features. I would like to see more scissor features, so so on and so forth. So that's the weird thing. But, you know, uh, to kind of compare this to the NBA, uh, you know, at this point, LeBron James is only chasing Michael Jordan. And so the same thing that the next NBA player can do or be proud of LeBron James can't be proud of. Like at this point, LeBron James has to make the finals every single year until he retires or his season is a failure. It doesn't matter if he averages a triple double for the year, his season is a failure. So at this point, Kendrick Lamar, he can't just drop an album. I mean, he's put out three classic, three class, like three classic, undeniable classic albums. Like, I, tell me uh, Good Kid, Mad City is not a classic album. That's one of the greatest albums of all time. You will never hear, you will never hear somebody say it's not. And That's if they it. do, they're, they're nuts. Listen to me when I say this. Listen to <laughs> me they are crazy. I am ratings game music guy. I rate music. I do it all the time. To Pimp a Butterfly is an A. 
uh, uh, Good Kid, Mad City is an A. And uh, what's the, the last one that he came out with? Damn, damn. Uh, damn, that's an A. They're all A's. But I want to, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is a great point to interject for a second here. Now I'm playing devil's advocate. You're angel's advocate. I'm playing devil's advocate right now. Right? Now this is fun, you know what I'm saying? So just because an album is an A doesn't make it a classic. I would actually argue that to pimp a butter, and sorry, I think it's, what I should say is, I think it's debatable that to pimp a butterfly is a classic. I don't think that's undeniable. I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, I think people really love it, but I don't you think it's an undeniable classic. You are smoking on YOLO. YOLO. Bro, you are smoking I, on It's debatable. That Bro, are out of the, the greatest drugs we've seen in mankind. Hey, hey, I don't you live in Oregon. I, I don't, I don't live in Oregon, my brother. I don't live in Oregon, my brother. is a classic album. What? Did you hear I, what I, I said? It. Did you hear what I said? I said... Listen very closely because you, you're having a hard time listening. It's, it's, it's clear to me. I said, it is debatable that To Pimp a Butterfly is a classic album, unlike Good Kid, Mad City. Now, I know you're not about to sit here and tell me that on the level of classicness, rating those two albums and putting them up against each other, they're both undeniably on the same level. You would be smoking the 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 highest quality of crack, my my guy. If you would say that, you be you be smoking crack. I can argue with. I'm you. playing devil's advocate. I, by I the can, way, I can argue with you. Being devil. a being a being an, a being an A album does not make it a classic. As all I didn't say to you. I but to me, listen. I can argue with you that to pimp a butterfly is more of a classic album than those other two. Because to pimp a butterfly was uh, <laughs> very meaningful, very powerful, very like well put together album that kind of felt like a, a almost like a uh, something sacred. It felt like a sacred album. Like I can argue with you with that's more of a classic. That's probably my least favorite Kendrick Lamar album. It, it is my least favorite Kendrick Lamar album, but it's the most impressive in my opinion. I would, the, the word I would actually use, I feel you, but the word I would actually use to describe To Pimp a Butterfly is, to me, that is Kendrick's most important album. That, that's his most important album. It does, not, it does not make it better. It doesn't mean it's more of a classic than Good Kid, but I think it's his most important. That, that's how I look at To Pimp a, but, uh, to Pimp a Butterfly. Personally. To me, like I said, Good Kid, Mad City is a... They're all classics, so I don't know. I'm not arguing, but but to go back to my point, just real quick yeah. to, to close yeah. it out, like when you are somebody that has put together three albums that are all A's, like you cannot just put out a playlist like Drake did, right? Or you cannot just put out a demo tapes, right? You got to go for an A because if even if his album is a B, see what we just did to Lil Uzi Vert and Future, right? Because Lil Uzi Vert's album was so good. His album was so good. Uh, remember that dropped this year, Eternal Take. Mm -hmm. You start to look at the stuff he does after and you're like, eh, you know, it's all right. No, the fact of the matter was it was not better than Eternal Take, but it's still better than a good chunk of the albums that come out this year. Like Future, like you to me, you can give that album Future and Lil Uzi Vert nothing less than a B. But 
people are going to probably trash it because it wasn't as good as DS2. It wasn't as good as Eternal would take. But that's what Kendrick Lamar is chasing. He is chasing greatness. He is chasing his other A albums. And he got to really come out when it feels right. So I'm, I'm with it. So part of me, like I said, part of me wants new Kendrick, but part of me wants him to take his time because anything less than an A would be a disappointment. Yeah, look, man, you know, two things can be true, man. Like you can want him to take his time and I can also want new music from him. But I think the biggest thing is what's important for people like him, artists like him, is that they take their time and they be patient. And, and, and if you're a fan of K-Dot, you should understand that because for the reasons that you just outlined. He's chasing his own shadow, bro. Like he has his own expectations to live up to. That's 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 very hard to deal with. That's that's part of the downfall. I think that's like the 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 uh, the opposite angle of success. Sometimes, you know, when you're successful, you're evaluated against your own success. And while, you know, some people may look at that as a knock, it can also be a positive too because it gives you something to to really shoot for. You know, it makes you take your time, measure four times before you cut. You know, lay those vo- lay those vocals down four different times before you say it's final versus three. It depends. That kind of sucks. I mean, because th- I don't think. I mean, I'm just gonna say this. Sorry, I know we, we keep talking about yapping, but hey, man, it's, it's Kendrick, man. Like, might as well Kendrick, go over, we overboard to. with this subject. We got to. I don't think people understand the ramifications that come with not meeting expectations. Like, I would rather somebody say they had no expectations on what I brought out and the album was bad. Okay, that's fine. Then to su- for somebody to say I did not meet expectations. There are huge ramifications, career-ending ramifications for not meeting expectations. This is both in, this is in life. This is in life, dog. Like this is at your common workplace. This is in sports. This is in music. This is in acting. If you don't meet expectations, you your career could start to take a down spiral. And I think that, you know, that's something people got to really recognize. No, nah, that's facts. And uh, damn, I, I feel like I keep having something more to say. Uh, but um, we as the listeners, to me, are, you know what? Before I even go that way, before I even go that way, expectations are, rel- it's a relative concept to me because whose expectations? What are the expectations? I feel like if you're a music label, you have expectations for the album meeting a certain benchmark in sales, right? the album recouping, uh, you know, certain benchmarks being hit. And while a, a, an act as big as Kendrick Lamar, I have no doubt he's going to meet the numbers. Like, I don't think when, you, when you're that big and you mean that much to, to the culture, you're going to meet all of the benchmark numbers wise. But what we're talking about here that I think people need to understand is the expectations of the aesthetics, the music. You know, like, how does it feel? These are things that you can't really touch. They're not tangible. And so I think that's what we're talking about. So I want to be very clear. When we talk about expectations, we ain't talking about first week sales. We ain't talking about second week sales. We ain't talking about whether the shit went platinum, double platinum. We talking about, we talking about the aesthetics, the, the intangible aspects of how the music resonates with people over time. Because to me, when you talk about Kendrick, that's, that's what matters right now. That's the only thing that matters. I agree. That's it. I mean, That's how, it. Many, how many times have we said, you know, a new 50 Cent album isn't Get Rich or Die Trying? 
This yeah. ain't Richard Dodge Prime. How many times have we said this ain't DS2 by future? This, this is not as good as DS2. This is not as good as Wiz Khalifa's uh uh cushion orange juice mixtape. Like mm-hmm. it happens a lot. It happens a lot where we're like, yo, this is just not as good as the other thing. Kendrick Lamar has been blessed with the ability to make an album and then the next one makes you forget about the other one. Then the next one makes you forget the, about the other one. Like yeah, he's yeah, yeah. able to close chapters and keep his career moving without us having to say, this is not good kid, Mad City. I agree. And, and speaking of closing chapters, how about we close the chapter on that topic? That was a great topic. I think so. Um, I think it's the let's best. Move. Yeah, me too. So let's move on, man. So we got uh, we got a couple more things to talk about. This next topic, though, um, is something that you brought up, you know, right before the show started. And I think it's an interesting one. And it's about alternative hip hop, the new wave of hip hop. Um, the, the more I, I would call it, um, you know, whatever is trendy right now in, in hip hop. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, people who are making music that is not boom bap. You know, I think us as old people, we damn, did I really just loop you us? You said us people? as old people, God damn, you that's came not for our you came for bro, both our lives for no bro, reason. That's, that's not even what I meant though. Damn, damn I don't look old. Look, look, man, I got a hairline. Look at look, you got a you you have a I see grays in your beard. Look, look. That's not gray, that's light. <laughs> that's light. Wait, light or lice? Which one? Light. Both. <laughs> so no, I didn't I didn't mean like I didn't mean it like that, but I'm just talking about like the old folks in hip hop who who want to hear more of the traditional, you know, rap like Betty the Butcher as a, as a core example, um, and how we're not really getting people like Benny the Butcher all of the time. You know, sometimes we're getting people like the Kid Leroy. Sometimes we're getting people like Juice World who are able to rap, but it's a different style. So I want you to kind of kick this off though, because I do believe that uh, we are we are entering into a Sorry, we are in a new age of hip hop that people just need to get used to if you haven't already. Yeah. Um, you know, I want to give you credit, right? Um, I know you always give me credit for what I said about Drake. Um, I want to give you credit for what you said about Juice World. You have been an uh, advocate about giving Juice World his flowers, even when he was alive, like how you were saying this guy is one of the most talented artists out. And um, I also want to give, uh, I can't remember exactly who thank, it was. Thank you, man. By the way, thank you. I, I want to say it was G Herbo. I can't remember exactly who it was, but they said Juice World was. It, it was G Herbo. Was it G Herbo? You know what I'm about to say. He Juice World biggie, was this was generation's it. biggie. When I first heard that, I was like, you know, I don't know about that. Like, that's, that's, a, that's a huge statement. But I think Juice World has ushered in a style of music alternative hip hop music that has slowly but surely been taking over uh, radio stations, uh, streaming services. Like it's, it's a really a go-to genre that a lot of people are being successful in. Um, I bring that up because right now, I believe on the billboard charts, uh, number one song or one of the top five songs at least is a song called Mood by 24K Golden and Ian Dior. Now, both of those people are not household names. They're not. But what they were able to do on that song was take alternative hip hop to the next level. I thought Machine Gun Kelly, right? He's another person that was doing alternative hip hop, a little bit more on the alternative side than hip hop, a little bit more on the rock side than hip hop. But he was able to create a successful body of work uh, just a, a couple of weeks ago. 
uh, using alternative hip hop. And to me, it just goes back to the whole Juice World, uh, his music, and to where he ushered in alternative hip hop in a way that was fearless, daring, like, and even just unfortunately him incorporating the drugs and just just the, the sad boy elements into it, I think really has taken this alternative hip hop to the next level. Matter of fact, there's a song that they're playing by Juice World a lot. Like you hear it on uh, commercials and things like that. I think you know what I'm talking about with uh, I can't something the sun, everybody. It's probably a horrible remix. You talking about the one with Trippy Red? What song? I think I want to say it's Marshmallow and Juice World. I want to say it's that song. Marshmallow and Juice World, but they're playing it a lot. And to me, it's like the epitome. The fact that he's still getting major radio play on all stations says a lot. And so, um, I just wanted to highlight that, man. Like, like, what do you think? Do you, do you think that this is the new trap music, alternative hip hop? And if so, like, are you feeling it? Like, like, how do you feel about it? Hmm. Well, I don't. I'm I'm having a hard time. I'm having a hard time wrapping my mind around the word alternative, alternative, the alternative part of the of what you're saying, like. I feel like alternative implies that it's it means different, right? But it almost makes it seem like that is what is unconventional. That's what's not the status quo. But I actually think it's the opposite. Like, if you think about it, the juice worlds of the world, right? The all the people we just named, the trippy reds, the everybody who does what we're talking about, it's the norm and it's it's the status quo. So I'm not sure if alternative is really the label to, to, to really put on it. If anything, I would say the boom bap has become alternative. It's actually flipped. And I know that sounds crazy, but like that's kind of what's happened in hip hop. You know what I'm saying? With the with the, the, the uh, introduction of melodies and uh, emo, the emo aspect into, into hip hop and, and stuff like that. I, so, so, Forget it, not getting caught up in the words, the words of it all, if you kind of follow where I'm going with that. Um, I like it. I like it. Um, I'm here for it. Uh, like you said, I was on, I was really a fan of Juice World's work early. You know, I remember the day I found out about Juice World. You told me about him. Like we were, we were going out one day. I think we were going, we were in DC, and you were like, yo, here this dude named Juice World, he dropped a new song. So there's a song that, that dropped called uh, Lucid Dreams, and, and, and all girls are the same. And I remember you and I having a debate um, and, and saying to ourselves, man, I really like this. This is like, it, it's, it's, the content is horrible, but it sounds so good, man, wow. Um, and so, you know, you, you could just hear the talent, bro. The talent was there and the talent is there with a lot of these guys. But I think the problem with uh, the more traditional side of hip hop is, you know, everybody's looking for bars. Everybody's looking for melodies. Everybody's looking for a, a, a traditional hook. Everybody's looking for a, sp a specific type of uh, production that if it doesn't necessarily meet that, they kind of dismiss it and act like these dudes can't really rap. Some of these dudes can really, really rap and Juice World is the epitome of that. And so when you brought up the, um, when you brought up that, that example um, of G Herbo making that, that statement, which it was G Herbo, I remember that he was actually on The Breakfast Club 
and he said that about Juice World, it resonated with me because I, as crazy of a statement as that sounds, I believe that to be true. I believe it to be true. Because if you think about it, Biggie was a dude who was at the forefront of his, obviously his generation, somebody who could supremely rap. Like it was almost like he was unmatched. And as a matter of fact, while he died, I'm sorry, while he was alive, he was given his flowers, right? People were trying to um, collaborate with him. You know, everybody regarded him as the top dude, right? And then after he died, everyone spent the next 10, 20 years. It's been about 20 years, right? Or so. Um, actually, it's been 20 plus years. Copying lines from him, saying, you know what I'm saying? Getting inspiration. People saying, I grew up on him. He was the reason why I started rapping. Oh, man, I really love this style. I believe Juice World's impact into the, the his generation and the generations to come is going to have that type of effect. And whether whether you like it or not, that doesn't change the statement. That doesn't change the sentiment that he is that influential to his generation and the generations to come. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a difference between liking what you're hearing, liking that statement and it not being true. <laughs> like I believe that to be true, but you can like it or not, it's up to you. You know what I'm saying? So. So again, so I guess to wrap it up, I, I don't know how I feel about the term alternative hip hop. Um, I do feel where you're coming from. I think it's more like emo, if anything. I'm not sure how to, how to, how to categorize it, but I'll just call it hip hop, man. You know, it's hip hop. There's this weird thing that we do as Americans where we take words, words just morph into like a different meaning. Like they start off as a certain meaning and then they just morph into something else. Like pop, yeah. right? initially pop met popular music it has morphed into a specific sound so now people are like yeah right, that's pop right. music because right, they right. grow based off a of sound alternative has morphed into like rock elements mixed yeah, yeah, yeah. in with like if it's alternative r&b it's like rock elements mixed in with r&b i understand rock exactly what you're saying i understand exactly what you're saying it's morphed but initially you're right it started out as alternative meant uh you know alternative meant like different but you know, two things I want to say before we wrap it up. I'm going to say, um, do you know what I love about this alternative hip hop wave? It shows people like that they, the people that are making the music, they love music, point blank, period. Remember back in the day where it was cool to say, man, I'm not no rapper. I'm a hustler that just happens to know how to rap. Remember that? Like nobody was proud to say that, that they were a rapper back then. You know, no one was proud to say they were fans of such and such. To me, this wave indicates that people were proud, are proud to say, I was a fan of Blink-182. Just like me, I'm, I'm a fan of Blink-182. I'm also a fan of, you know, Lil Baby. I'm a fan of Gwen Stefani. I'm a fan of Justin Bieber. Like back then, legitimately, that wasn't cool to say. Like, I think it literally, it shows people's real genuine love for a variety of genres yeah. to me. I think that's the beautiful thing. And another thing I wanna say Thanks. is that, uh, you know, this is yet another subgenre of hip hop that these traditional rappers are gonna to have to adjust to. Like you can no longer just be a Jay-Z. If you wanna be successful, you can no longer just be a Jay-Z. You can no longer just be a Snoop Dogg. You can no longer just be a rapper. Like you're going to have to adjust. And I think, 
out of all the subgenres we've seen throughout these years, this is going to be the hardest for your traditional rapper to, 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 to adjust to, in my opinion. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point, man. That's a good point, and I think and, and you and I and I and I, I'll touch on this really quickly. Uh, at least I'll try it. But um, dude, very very powerful point you making right there. You know because, dude, we talk about this all the time, man. Melodies, 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 melodies. That is what is so. So it's melody, and then it's also the vulnerability it's those two right it, it's 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 the complete opposite of what the traditional rappers were doing they were not using melody oh man you sing it too much look look at what 50 cent was trying to clown ja rule about as if as if that's a knock oh man he's singing too much but yet 50 was singing too the complete contradiction <laughs> and, and hypocrisy of 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 that entire thing that always left me very confused but even for the people who believed what 50 was saying and was trashing Ja for him singing, look at what kind of, look at what people are clowning somebody over. That's He's dumb. using melody in his music? Bro, yeah. that's music. Yeah, that's music. That's taking music to another level. Yeah, that's and so, called. yeah, and, and so with that, with that being said, look at how contentious people were to use melodies freely back then. And this was not that long ago. This is 03 when 50 was clowning this guy. That's 17 years ago. Fast forward to today, and you got dudes who are talking about heartbreak. You got dudes talking about these deep mental issues that they're having. You know what I'm saying? These are things that rappers would have never shared in their music. Mm -hmm. Never. Mm -hmm. And so I actually commend these young dudes. I commend them. Young it's men and women, up. rather. It ain't I, going nowhere. I commend them for being vulnerable. I commend them for being emotional, being fearless mm -hmm. in their music. I commend them for infusing actual true music, elements of music, which is melody. Mm -hmm. Bro, this, to me, I believe this is where hip hop should be. Yeah. This is where hip hop should be. Cause this is a, a complete synergy intersection, intersection of the hip hop culture with actual music. Bro, this is hip hop. This is where it should be. Yeah, I agree. So, so good place. Very yeah, I think so, man. I think so. So, Shout out to all these dudes that are doing it, man. And we can call it whatever we want. But um, like you said, these older traditional dudes or, and even some of the younger guys who, you know, I throw a name in there like a Dave East. Dave East is a younger guy, but he's kind of in that more traditional side of hip hop, right? Just. Where he, he's looking for the affirmation from those dudes that he looked up to. But them dudes is way out of the game now. To, 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 them dudes is way out. You're going to have to assimilate now, if you want to stay afloat. Yeah, to put it in perspective, right? To put it in perspective, Davies dissed Lil Nas X. Guess who took the most shots for that? Davies took the most shots. They were like, nobody cares about your music when Davies said that. That just tells you where we are. They're defending that Lil Nas X. And Lil Nas X is the one that people are more interested in listening to. Yeah. What a what a dilemma! Look at where we are, man. Yeah. Um, great topic, man. Great topic. Um, our last one. Yeah, man. End it with the election. Uh, as you guys may know, president elect, not president, which pisses me off. This is me taking shots at all the people that say president elect. I, I guess it's politically correct. I get it. 
Stop calling him political. Just call him next president. I hate president-elect Joe Biden. But yes, Joe Biden <laughs> should, is expected, expected to be uh, our president in January. Congratulations right. to him. Congratulations to Kamala Harris. And um, I am excited <clears throat> to just have Trump out. Yeah, man. You know, What's 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 interesting is um as always I have to preface my comments to say we're not a political show which should go as no surprise everybody knows that at this point but uh, like you said man um I don't know why you're so I don't know why you have that feeling about president elect that doesn't sound that bad to me but whatever uh yeah man like it was a I guess it's not final so you can't really have two presidents you can't call him President Biden I, I get it um. Yeah, I, I don't even I don't know where I want to take this, man, because, you know, the, the results are not even final. Technically, you got Trump out here contesting the votes. Like I heard more recently that uh, in Georgia, they're going to do a recount by hand. I'm like, what the f do you know how long it's going to take to count all of those votes by hand? Bro, they're supposed to swear in the president elect Joe Biden in January. Right. So we're talking about 60 days maybe 70 days until that happens. It might take them 70 days to count all of them votes in Georgia by hand. How, like, is anybody thinking about that? You know what I'm saying? And, and, and also, damn, I feel like all of my just, all of my triggers is just coming up. The things that I've been wondering during this whole election, because I was tuned in, bro. I was tuned the fuck in to CNN every step of the way. Yo, how do you, how do you pronounce the president president vice president elect's first name? I keep hearing people say Kamala. Keep hearing people say Kamala. I, I I keep hearing different variations. I'm gonna need to understand the correct correct pronunciation before I mess it up because it's important, bro. We can't keep mm -hmm. messing up. How do you mess up the vice president's first I name? Like that. that should be something that everybody just knows. You know what I'm I saying? That I agree with that. First black woman. Um, black woman, black woman, however you want to play. Southeast it. Asian, whatever well, the first Indian, they, they said a whole lot of stuff. Yeah. Very cool. Very, very cool. But I, you know, I want, I do want to talk about hip hop's impact, right? Yeah. Hip hop and music's impact. Um, a lot of, we talked about it last episode, a lot of endorsements. I really do think hip hop is what put Joe Biden, not, not hip hop. Let me not say hip hop, but hip hop is one of the many things that helped Joe Biden get over that edge. Um, mm -hmm. There was a lot of people, a lot of uh, rappers. I saw the baby. The baby drove people to North Carolina uh, to vote. Uh, I saw um, who else did I see? I saw um, uh, 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 Lil Wayne try to endorse President Trump. I'm pretty sure that had an impact on how a lot of people voted. Um, but people were very active. People, people were saying vote. Um, uh, they had vote on some of the concerts they were doing. Mm -hmm. Like, I really am impressed with the show out and like the importance that uh, hip hop and just entertainment uh, played in this election. Because if you look at it this way, in my humbling opinion, um, Joe Biden won a lot of the important, important states because of black people. Let's be real. Like, That's a fact. He flipped Georgia. You know why? Because Atlanta, people finally showed out. Yep. And we know how Black Atlanta is. 
he did good in Michigan because you know why? Detroit people showed out. Flint mm-hmm. people showed out. He did good in Milwaukee, which is Wisconsin. Milwaukee people showed out. Philadelphia black people yes, showed sir. out. Like black people, like what we were able to do this election was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and Atlanta, my God, that to me is one of the most impressive things I've seen this year for Georgia, a place that has been historically red to flip blue. Like that to me is black people. That to yeah. me, the impact of black people. And it looked like at one point, Georgia was going to be one of the major difference makers in this election. And, and so for, for that to happen, man, that was dope. That was dope to me. No, hell yeah. I agree with that, man. You know, it's, it's, it's funny. It's funny that um, a lot of people were first time voters this time around, you know, um, and it, it almost became like cool to vote. You know, it's, it's like, however you felt, whether on one end of the spectrum, whether you were for Trump, whether you're for Biden, it didn't matter. It, it it seemed like everybody made it a conscious effort to vote, which I think is dope because that's the whole point of voting is for everybody to be involved. But but I want to I want to take this a different step, man, because you're right, man. All of these different cities, um, you would I could make a legitimate argument like you are that black people had a lot to do with putting Joe Biden over that hump and getting him into the White House. And so I think this is a prime opportunity that we as a community need to take, unlike what we did with President Obama in the past, and it's to hold these people accountable. Like the vote should mean something. Okay, we go out and vote for you and then what, right? Think about it. We're not just voting for these people just to get involved. I mean, some people are, but like the vote should mean something. And so what are we getting for these votes? What? This is the prime time to demand, make demands, respectfully, of course, right? Because you have to be amicable on both sides. Come with a plan. This is where we need to, we as in like a community need to organize and say, yo, this is what we want. Remember, we spent the whole lot of time, we had an episode, you and I, where the whole, you know, riots were happening. There was a lot of political unrest, social unrest after the killing of George Floyd, right? And uh, we spent the whole episode talking about solutions, right? We brought up reparations. You and I, we went back and forth about what that meant, you know, um, whether it was beneficial, whether it was not. The point I'm making here is, well, this is when we need to start coming up with these solutions. Because the vote that we gave to whoever the hell you voted for should matter. So let's start putting some agendas in place. Let's start putting them in front of the, the, the administration that is going to be sworn in in January with Biden and Harris. And let's start trying to make something happen for us as a, as a black community, as a hip hop community, as a whatever community you are in. This is the time where it matters. And I learned I learned a, a saying over this whole election period, which I thought was interesting. I never heard it before. It's called quid pro quo. I don't know the origins of the actual word. I'm pretty sure it's a different language. Maybe it's Latin, who knows? Uh, But the point is, the translation of it means essentially, I do something for you in return for something that you're gonna give to me. So for example, elections, politics, I'm voting for you to get something from you. I actually didn't know that. I didn't know that, that's what that meant. Yeah, that's what it means. 
Look it up, man. Um, I'm pretty sure I, I summarized it properly, but um, the point is like we, our votes should matter and they should count for something. So I, like I'm saying, you know, this is the time to organize, man. And I hope we do that. I hope we do that. So yeah, man. Uh, I think we've talked enough about music, politics. Damn, we covered a lot today. Um, hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. If you're watching this on YouTube, thank you for sharing. I'm sorry. Thank you for uh, staying and, and share the video, comment, like, you know, do, do what you got to do to support. We appreciate y'all for, for listening. If you're listening to this on, you know, the different po podcast apps and whatnot, yo, share the show. Also, I want to point out, we have a new Discord community. If you, if you guys are out there into Discord, um, you know, it's a, it's a wise gang community where we're going to be, you know, spending a little bit of time. We got little lobbies set up where you guys can give us new music suggestions. You guys can shoot the shit with us. You can rant. You can give us feedback on the episodes. You can give us feedback on the podcast. You can let us know what you like, what you don't like. Um, and it's just a, a place to hang out, you know? Um, there's a whole streaming aspect of it. So who knows? We may even, in the in the future, if we get enough of you guys in there, we may end up doing like a, we may do like a live reaction to, to some new music, you know? Or whatever you guys want us to watch, we can, we can react with y'all. It, it's a cool environment. So if you haven't done so, Go check out the description of this episode and you will find the link. I think it's time to bounce. Yes, sir. Just don't spam us. Don't spam us. Or you will be blocked. <laughs> uh, as always, if you are giving advice, make sure it's ill. Peace. <laughs>